Yeah. Well, um, I don't know where to begin, but of course we can always begin in prayer, so why don't we start there? Um, Father, I, I, I just want this to be real to everybody here today. I want this, your spirit to be speaking to everybody that's here, that you would be moving and touching their hearts. And uh, life, the reality of who you are, the spirit of truth, the spirit of life, the spirit of love would come alive in us and we would see something different, something something brand new. And so we pray, Father, right now that the anointing of your Holy Spirit would be upon this place. And uh, Lord, it's all about you and nothing else. So um, just two weeks ago, I came back from a, a silent retreat. Uh, now, I don't know if you know what a silent retreat was, but I was first uh, introduced to the idea. Um, we read a book um, from um, Brendan Manning called Abba's Child. Uh, it's probably one of the most profound Christian books I've ever read. Uh, and uh, he talked about going on silent retreats where you don't actually speak or say a word uh, for 30 days and yet the Lord is, is able to heal you. He's able to speak to you. You're able to connect with him. You, you can encounter him in such a deep way. And uh, I knew that. My friend uh, Nelson, or we also know him, you may know him as Santosh, also uh, had been on silent retreats. And so uh, we got an email, Annalisa and I, and we decided that we would go on this uh, silent retreat. We had to read, we had to do our homework, we kind of had to go into a sort of a practice to begin with uh, of what that looked like. You see, in our soul, uh, we're c continually going into a place of, of uh, action, of, of, of analyzing awareness of something, but immediately we go into uh, a, a sort of a, felt, a thought about what that aware of what you're seeing, and then an action. So our mind is constantly evaluating all the time. But it's only when you stop the thinking in your head and be still and know that I'm God and go deep into the place where your spirit is, that you're actually aware of something incredible that lives within each of every one of you. There, there is an encounter with the Lord that is there. You may read your Bibles every day, you may do lots of things, but it's not till you're still and you know that he is God, that you're able to be to be aware of the incredible love and, uh, and beauty of his presence and his love for you. And during the time that I was at Medicine Hat, I would sit with my chair on this 150-acre farm down by a creek with all the beauty of nature and silence myself and just be with the cows 
be with, uh, with the trees, go into awareness, not try to think at all. But there is something that's incredible about that. And uh, in our soul, we're continually making judgments about things, people, and all that. But God just wants you to come to him. You see, there's a love that's within him that's like a magnet. It's a magnet for, um, for, towards him. He wants you to draw near to him. When I was away, my only companion was, was this book. Uh, it's called um, Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ by Madame Guillon. Now, you know, know what, who Madame Guillon is. She's actually influenced a lot of different people over the years. And um, that was my companion, but she, uh, I read her, I would then meditate for her, uh, or, or contemplate, I should say, go into quiet, a quiet space of just looking inward to my spirit. Uh, and the thing is, you can't come to the Lord uh, with any selfish motives. I didn't want to come to him because I want his presence. I want his gifting. I want to know what my ministry is. You know, that all doesn't matter at all. There's only one thing that matters is him. There's only one thing that you really need to do is to come to him in love and to realize I set my, while the mind has its value, it, it can get in the way. But we do have our will, and our will is to want to come to Him. Come to Him, and I come to Him with no other motive. It's because I love Him. And, and if you don't feel like you have that love, just set your will, set your heart towards Him, that you want to come to Him and he'll provide you with that love. Be still and know that I am God. You know, that, uh, there's something real in that. It is, it's everything. Be still and know that I'm God. Quiet in the mind. Madame Guillaume says, uh, Madame Guyon says, this verse goes into the insight that your mind, your self-nature, becomes so pleasantly attached to its own efforts that it can't simply believe that anything is going on within your spirit. Unless your mind is able to feel and understand, it refuses to believe the spirit is having an experience. Interesting, isn't it? So while we're in our soul, we have no, no ability to know that something deep is going on within our spirits, that Jesus is connected to us. We have his spirit and we have a connection also to the Father. And so that's why it's important to come and be still before him, to quieten the mind 
quiet and everything that's going on. You know, um, we can't come before him with anything of the world. We can't come with our idols. We can't come with, before him and feel distracted. I've got to look up my social media. I've got to look at this. No, it's be still and know our Lord. And when you have an encounter with him, and there is nothing else that really matters except him and your love for him. So, as I came into a place of, of giving myself, are you willing to give up your whole life, everything about yourself to receive the life that you're really made for? Are you ready to abandon the life that you feel like is so important, but there's only one thing that's important, is your relationship with him. It's your love for him. And out of that comes true life. Out of that, you have an encounter with his love. Not that we would come to him because he loved, because we love him. And so, eventually, at some, at, as we train ourselves to come into that place of silence, the soul becomes less and our spirits begin to grow. You know, uh, outside right now, if I look up the sky, I can't see stars, but at night time, I see billions of stars. But as you look outside right now, the sun has become so bright, it's blocked out all the stars. They're still there, and the same it is with our spirits. As we come into quieting ourselves before the Lord, have our spirits grow. It's his light that grows. We live out of our spirits instead of our minds. You know, one of the things that I started to do as I came into that place that I made, that I'm in my heart wanting to just uh, be abandoned to him and to be in his presence, you see life totally different. All the judgments, all the, the offense, all the things that we think are important in our life, our work, or all those sort of things, just are a total rubbish. It's total rubbish. There is only one thing that matters, and, and, that's, and that's our heart for him, our love, our love for him, and him alone. So out of that abandonment comes true sonship. What is sonship? Well, we receive the spirit of Jesus, and his father was everything. He never did a thing without... Uh, knowing what his father wanted for him. And that, that ability to love his father and just want relationship. He was willing to do that even to go to the cross, even to go before him on the cross for mankind. And you have the spirit of the son inside you. He's just waiting for you. 
He's just waiting for you to come in the same way that Jesus came before his Father. That's to give yourself to love him and to come into a place of sonship. It takes practice to formulate the habit. You know, in our busy lives, I understand it's hard to do that. And it's easy to step back into to all ways. But we have to make time. We have to make time for him because it is life. It's true life. We can't afford not to have that time with him to be still and to know that it's God. One of the things that I, um, I was uh, just... While I was there, I was observing how, when I was sitting in my silent retreat, how uh, the birds, the cows, the, everything in nature has no concern about what we make our life. They just do, cows were just doing what cows do naturally as God made them. And one of the things is a couple of cows came over. They were first kind of hesitant to me, but two of them came over close to me and... Um, they were curious. And I noticed if I paid them attention, they would draw closer to me. And as uh, soon as I took my eyes away, they started walking away. But as soon as I looked back at the cows and they saw me, they would get closer and closer and closer. There were other cows that weren't interested. There was even a bull there that was mating season, so he didn't care what was really going on. But in that place, of seeing the cows in nature, God has its um, God reveals things, and that, that verse came to me in James chapter four. It says, "Draw close to me, and uh, He will draw close to you." And as I meditated on that verse, there's another part of that verse that also talks about being double-minded and not coming with anything of the world. You can't come to God with an idol, anything that you put above God, everything has to be put aside to make him known as that's all that life is, that's all that's important. Draw close to him and he will uh, draw close to you. We can't be double-minded. It's single-minded in our hearts towards the Lord. You know, in, in, uh, in our prayer life, we're used to making prayers a petition. Uh, we go before the Lord and ask him things. But in sonship, it's different. Our prayer life becomes totally different. In fact, I found that I don't even have to ask for anything, and it happens. It's not because I want that to happen. It's, again, it's about my life changing to where he becomes everything. And so I find just things happen. Um, when I, um, last year, we were looking for a place to move to, and we said to Annalisa, um, you know, Annalisa and I were talking about moving to a new place. But, um, and then Anastasia uh, started praying. She says, I see you guys. Um, moving to the father has a place for you and it's by a creek it's got a big backyard it's a house uh it's a garden it's everything that you want and then a week later we get a 
we get a, uh, an email from a friend of ours. He said, this is kind of random, but um, uh, would you be interested in renting our house? It's for October 1st, the exact time that we were wanting. And of course, it, it was that exact house. It was on the creek. It was on... Um, it had a backyard, it was a, a house, everything that she described. So the Father knows when you come into a place of sonship and you're willing to give your heart to everything, that he's, he, he's connected with it, he's praying. He, you know, there's not this petition, oh Lord, provide me a house. Prayer naturally happens within you. So, What's the road ahead? If if I've had if I've had this encounter and I know I know what it looks like, I know what it means to come into a depth of an experience of him, there has to be there has to be a road. There's a road ahead and it's a it's actually um, it's an ancient road. It's an ancient road that's been there a long time. And that's a road back into his heart, into a place where we're supposed to be. It's a place of sonship. We receive the spirit of the Son and come into the relationship with our Father. And am I there? No. It's a training of my spirit. But I still desire one thing, and one thing alone is him. Him alone. I'm running the race. I see everything behind me and everything around me is, is, is garbage except for one thing, him alone. And so uh, I know that's ahead of me now. And I know it's ahead of you. You know, we often look for a revival. Oh boy, if I only have a revival come along, that would, um, that would revive me. That's the spirit. That's the outside, your soul, looking for an experience. Remember I said before that the soul can't believe that the spirit is having an experience unless you're having some of, some of your senses feeling it or knowing it. But that's not happened. It's within you right now. All that you have to do is be still and know that I'm God. Come within, deep within yourself. Take out all the distractions of thoughts and just focus on him and your love for him and him alone. The thing is, you'd have one encounter hit with his presence and it's overwhelming. And I know I'm only scratching the surface, but there's more. We may wait for revival first, some greater spiritual encounter, but that's our soul looking for some experience. And it will happen because God sovereignly wants to do something in his church and church body. But we have a chance right now to come and experience him and to make him everything ourselves, uh, everything to us and nothing else. A total abandonment to him. And church, there, there is going to come a time when there is revival. But we have to fill, we have to be like the seven wise 
virgins or the seven virgins and, and those that filled their lampstands with oil and they do it now, they're ready for that. But again, it's not about, it's not going to be about the revival. It's not going to be about that at all. It's going to be about him and him alone. And so I really would encourage you to take the time to be still and to know who he is and to know he is your God. On the screen there is a poem on Father's Day that I can't see it actually. Oh, I can't see it. It's a little bit small. So this kind of, on Father's Day, three and a half weeks before I'm due to go on this silent retreat, my daughter, who's very, very prophetic, my daughter April lives in Brisbane, um, she wrote this poem. And, um, and so I have uh, up there, it says, by April Coyle and Father God, Father's Day, June 2023. The spirit of the Father all around. You sit down, you feel brand new. The joy of the Lord is all over you. You giggle a bit because no one knows the secret power of taking it slow. As the light dances through the trees, I think of you, you think of me. In Papa God, I will be forever free. Sitting delightfully beneath the shade of a tree, Oh, the power of sitting down, knowing I'm heard without uttering a sound. The Spirit of God is all over thee.